This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see. Hey, everybody. <laughs> you don't have to respond, but it was adorable nonetheless. Let me pull my notes out here. I just came from a uh, screening and uh, just ran right in to do this. The, the Fantastic Fest really, uh, really knows how to keep a tight schedule. My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you from the Highball Lounge. <laughs> Next to the Alamo Draft House, South Lamar location in Austin, Texas, during the aforementioned Fantastic Fest on Wednesday, September 26th, two oceans, 12, 
at 420-ish. Oh, I thought that guy was hitting a bong over there. He's just looking at his phone. Uh, because the reason I said that is because uh, this is a smoke em if you got them event. Uh, yeah, no one will be yelled at, hopefully, for, uh, for smoking marijuana starting now and, in, and until this is over. And uh, what, what's that red light right there that's, film, I think, filming me? What's happening with that? Could that stop? Yeah, don't, don't look around. <laughs> You're the one. This is an audio podcast, and I don't want there to be any visual memories. I wanted to all, except for everybody that's here, those are the only people that get to experience it. I, I appreciate that if you guys don't, uh, don't film me. Um, what did I want to tell you before we get started? I'm jealous of all of you that are here right now having a cocktail because I am on day 26 of Sober September. Yeah. I picked the wrong fucking week. <laughs> the wrong month, but the month where Fantastic Fest happens was a bad idea. So next year it's going to be Sober October for me because I'm coming back to Fantastic Fest for sure. Let me do a quick uh, audience survey here. I'm going to leap off the stage because it's too far to walk to the steps. Oh, that wasn't bad. What's your favorite movie so far, sir? I'd have to say Blackout. Blackout. I did like that one. That was like uh, the Dutch finally got around to making a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Do you, have, do you have a favorite movie, young lady? Period or just for Fantastic Fest? <laughs> <laughs> For Fantastic Fest. I haven't seen any films for Fantastic Fest. You're the perfect person to ask. Let me ask somebody that's got a badge that doesn't say volunteer on it. Have you seen some films? Yeah, what's your favorite? Sightseers. Oh, I've heard that title thrown around, but I know nothing about it. I try to go into all the movies that I see. Oh, Shaggy loves movies. I try to go to all the movies I see here. I try to do them as blind as possible. That's right. I wear really dark glasses. and sit there and wonder what was happening on the screen. No, I just go in and just watch them. I just saw a thing called Crave. Did you guys see that? Yeah, that's an award winner uh, here at the festival. I couldn't tell you what award it won. Do you know? No idea. Thanks, volunteer. Good work. And John, with the toilet seat around his neck, uh, you tweeted me that you were going to have a toilet seat around your neck, so thanks for the heads up. You shithead. (laughs) Do you have a favorite? Uh, yeah, Antivaro. Oh, yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about that, too. That's the great thing about a festival like this is all the movies will be, you know, out and about there in the world uh, someday. And uh, so the ones I missed, at least I have that in my head. I got to see Antiviral, and I got to see Sightseers, and you guys don't have badges, so you didn't see anything. Uh, this is a part of what I'm enjoying about this event is that uh, applaud if you did not attend Fantastic Fest, but you're here for this. Yay! Gotta love Austin. Oh, and I also love the smell in here. It's starting to... uh, By the time this show's over, I'm going to think I'm in Amsterdam, because that's one of the uh, only other places I've ever performed where there was a really pungent weed smell in the room during the show. Uh, Does somebody have something you can run up here and let me take a hit off of? Is that possible? Because I would love to uh, 
love to get on the same page with you guys. Oh, here we go. I didn't think that would take very long. <laughs> oh, there you are, too. <laughs> You're my favorite volunteer. <laughs> Let me just hit this one, because it's fun to mix it up. I've already been smoking your shit. Let's put the high in highball, you guys. I'll, I'll see you after. <laughs> it's not, people didn't uh, take off from work early and rush down here for watching Doug smoke pot. <laughs> Although that's going to be my next podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was good. Thank you very much for that. Um, since last I spoke and you listened, I did a Master Pancake movie mock at the, at the Alamo Village here in Austin. And we did Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, which features past and hopefully future Douglas Movies guests Chris Evans and Brian Posehn. So the less said about that piece of shit, the better. <laughs> but it was fun to watch with an audience. And uh, tonight at Fantastic Fest, I'm going to see a rough cut of uh, Paramount's uh, Paranormal Activity 4. And uh, I, I see every Paranormal Activity movie, or as I like to call them, Oh no, a ghost just knocked over a chair. <laughs> and then it says here, Oh, I forgot to mention, you can smoke if you guys want to. <laughs> so I didn't forget to mention it. But I wrote down that I forgot to mention it, just in case. Let's look in the prize bag, you guys. There's a uh, shirt that says Snatch on it. And uh, that'll get explained to you a little bit later. There's a Fantastic Fest poster. There's a Doug Loves Movies t-shirt, the highly coveted Doug Loves Movies t-shirt. And I, I, this is the first time in my life, I'm gonna, on a very hot day, I'm going to complain about air conditioning because it keeps blowing my notes off of the table. <laughs> and uh, we've got a copy of my CD, Smug Life. And we've got from Fearnet, a weird ice cube tray. And we've got from our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka, a, a, a koozie. Tito's! And... Uh, we got a Blu-ray of a movie. I have no idea what, what it is, but it's called The War of the Arrows. And uh, so enjoy that if you win today. And from the folks at uh, Shinerbach, we've got a, uh, a Lucky Rabbit's Foot. And... <laughs> oh, and it all comes in a uh, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic fest bag. And also, uh, you have... Two tickets waiting for you tonight to see Paranormal Activity at midnight right over there in the uh, theater next door if you want them. And also, tomorrow afternoon, you'll be my guest uh, plus one for the second screening of The Greatest Movie Ever Rolled right here. At Fantastic Fest. So, uh, without any further ado, let's get my guests out here on stage. Uh, a couple of uh, friends, old friends of mine and a new friend of mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, as of this week, possibly my absolute best friend. Please welcome Charlie Hodge, Matt Bearden, and Mr. Fantastic Fest himself, Tim League.
Hey, fellas. How you doing? Good morning. <laughs> That's right. It's 4.43. Somewhere. In the afternoon. <laughs> and that first voice you heard was my friend Matt Bearden from the Hi, Dudley and morning, Bob everyone. show, KLBJ morning, Mornings. Look at that. It's great. Oh. You're a veteran of the podcast. You... I am. I'm really excited uh, to try to uphold my, my victory. I won, a, I won a Leonard Malton by accident. Uh, I hope to do it again. Okay. Well, good luck to you. It's, uh, you I got don't some, think it's going to happen. You I'm got be some honest with you. fierce competitors up here. That's right. Uh, that second voice you heard earlier is uh, my friend Charlie Hodge. Say hello, Charlie Hodge. Hello, everyone. Now, you're wearing... You're wearing this, this shirt that I, I didn't understand that says Snatch on it. Yeah, it's an organization I started. Uh, Snatch is an acronym. It stands for Stopping Negative Austinites Through Cocked Happiness. <laughs> Basically, if you see some sort of Johnny Dallas out of town or carpetbagging son of a bitch trying to build a Razoo's on Barton Springs, you go, hey, buddy, not in my town. And you take a page out of Philly's book and throw a battery at him. I brought some uh, batteries if, uh, anybody, here you go, buddy. Help yourself to that. You just threw a battery at Very that guy? That was, a, that was more of a giving. That was not a, oh, get the hell out of here. Yeah, you didn't overhand it anyway. Uh, no, but it's an organization you can join. Maybe ra raise your right hand. Ra everyone raise your right hand. Oh, we all have to join right now? Raise your right hand. Yeah, right now. Okay. You can't talk to people that aren't a part. Repeat after me. I pledge my allegiance to the organization Snatch. I pledge my allegiance to the organization Snatch. Now you're card-carrying members. <laughs> the next time you do that, you should throw in and Snatch in general, because who doesn't? Snatch who doesn't like general. Snatch or the Guy Ritchie film of the same name? Well, thank you, thank you for bringing that, and I understand you have some more of those uh, nearby that yes. uh, you can you know, toss out at crowd members if you want. Uh, various now points, various right. points during the show. And what was the other prize you tried to give me? Oh, there's a koozie that says "Snatch" on it. Those things fly nice. They're actually made out of wetsuits that Jacques Cousteau himself wore. I had to pay extra, but that's true. This is the this is the real prize that I brought for someone to win. It's not just an Allen wrench. It is country music legend. Dale Watson's Allen Ranch. There was a crowd of 50 people that witnessed the bequeathing of this Allen Ranch to me. It can be proved, verified, and you could have it along with a Snatch t-shirt. So someone's going to win this and then spend the rest of their lives telling people about it, followed by who gives a shit. <laughs> no, you that's a very, very unique prize. I, I like it when the uh, people get that uh, specific. And uh, most people in this room know this guy, Tim League, everybody. So um, I, don't, I don't really want to make a big deal out of it, but um, uh, it's something, something that smells a little funny in my licensed business establishment. <laughs> I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's not the usual highball smell. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I told people something earlier in the show that I think they misinterpreted. 
and uh, you named the place Highball. <laughs> All right, so it's not as if I'm actually officially sanctioning or condoning anything that may or may not be happening within these walls, but... Okay, so I'm officially sanctioning anything. Hi, Tim League. I shouldn't have done that. I don't think that's the right way to go. I was supposed to be subtle about it and kind of fucking blew it. Are you allowed to swear on your... What'd you say? Yes, you're allowed to swear. You're the coolest dad ever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, of the things you're doing wrong right now, swearing is really low on the list <laughs> of ones to worry about. But uh, tell, just for the listeners at home, tell us about uh, your co-founder of Fantastic Fest. Is that the right way to put it? I think you're just completely in charge. But I may be misled. I am the, I'm the co-founder of Fantastic Fest. So this is... Uh, uh, film festival that's going on here at the Alamo Draft House and the Highball for the past, God, it seems like 745 days. Uh, but for the past six days, um, genre movies, horror, science fiction, fantasy, oddball, weird movies. And apparently this year, um, a lot of erect penises are also on display. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> that's not fantastic. <laughs> it just happened. I don't know. I just. Synchronicity. Is Harvey Keitel involved in this erect penis? No, but there are some bad cops in some of these movies, uh, to, to be sure. Uh, did you guys see Taped? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty bad cop in, in that movie. Spoiler. No, they give that away pretty early on. So, and you, so you own this beautiful uh, establishment, the highball, that has bowling and karaoke and soon will also be destroyed? Uh, yeah. That's, um, that's next on the schedule. It's something that we're, we're playing. We haven't done it before, but uh, we thought it might go over pretty well. We're thinking about destroying it with some bulldozers maybe uh, at the end of November. But I will, um, but I will guarantee we're going to have a... Uh, I shouldn't do this. I was going to say we're going to have a blow-up party where we're going to go apeshit bazonkers. And, but it's like... Man! Yeah, I mean, get rid of all the mirrors first. Don't like, and don't hand out sledgehammers at the door. But it would be pretty fun to trash this place. Ah, oh, shit. We're supposed to rebuild it like 200 feet away. So we can, we can go, quote unquote, apeshit bazonkers if you guys want. But don't, don't break the mirrors because we're going to put those back up on the wall. Pot and sledgehammers. So it will have a similar look, the new, the new highbox. People are worried it's going to be too modern because kind of, this has got kind of a... How do you describe it? Uh, fake retro. Yeah, fake yeah. retro. It's retro. It's retro. Like three years ago. It's uh... Yeah. Okay. But peeps, people we, still we are sad again. about it. it and no bowling alley any in the new one. Why are you fucking bringing me down, man? It's just like. <laughs> no, I just. Well, can people, we just talk about the positives? That's all we've been talking about is why would he, why would they skip the bowling alley? And my theory is just that karaoke is more popular than bowling these days. No, I'm taking a lot of heat. Uh, thanks for bringing this up in a public forum for, uh, for getting rid of the... Uh, no, this the is a chance for you to just tell everybody once and for all because everybody listens to this podcast. <laughs> everybody wants to hear about my decision to not have bowling. This is good for the national audience. I'm, yeah. is, it, anyway, uh, is it too many... Uh, you don't like uh, the smell of uh, exposed feet? 
uh, I actually do really like that spray. I took a couple, I stole a couple of bottles and have a little in my, uh, in my, in my pantry. No, my pantry. What do you call it where you put your shoes? The closet. Pantry. The closet. <laughs> pantry. Well, if you're Tim League, you might have a fancy shoe pantry. <laughs> you and, and, uh, and Carrie from Sex in the City. Captain Crunch probably has one too. Uh, I have to apologize to you, Tim, for, uh, for America, for the USA loss the other night at the Fantastic Feud, an annual event. Uh, first time the Americans have ever, uh, have ever lost, and it's actually, it's actually your first time joining the American team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so that's, I really, I was feeling really down. I know, I was feeling really shitty about it. And then, and look at, look at the videotape. I, at the end, I really come to life because it was really settling in that these fucking foreigners were going to win. And uh, no, I just happened to know some of the answers towards the end. But uh, yeah, I, I'm ba- I feel bad and I'm hoping that I'll be able to come back and make up for it next year by making the USA team lose once again. I, I feel, I, I reviewed the tapes, uh, much like I guess you did as well. I, I, have uh, and, not, I do not want to ever see... <laughs> The tape of that. I, I lost the game for the Americans because I was flippant in my answer about uh, the, uh, the worst twist ending of all time. And I knew that my answer wasn't going to be on the board, but I thought uh, I had something that I wanted to get off my chest in a public forum. And, um, and I felt good about it at the time. But then looking at the score, I realized that I blew it for Team America. What was the movie that you said? Uh, the worst, and this is fact, undeniable fact, because I'm a, a movie professional, and uh, uh, the worst twist ending of all time is from The Wizard of Oz, uh, because it's the guy... Now I remember this rant. <laughs> I'm going to cut it short. <laughs> it because everything. it gave it everybody everything. the idea that anything could end with yeah. a dream. Oh, it was all just a dream. Fuck you with that, and don't do that anymore. That's what I say to filmmakers. In nicer tones, you know, when I'm... More sober. I say it not, it's more gently, but really, that's what I'm saying. Is fuck you. Stop doing that. And screw you, Wizard of Oz, once and for all. I want to. I'm going to keep on doing this until I can actually have it appear on the board. So that it actually is the worst twist ending well, of all time. Well, that's what I don't get about why are they they're making a movie that's supposed to be like a sequel to it? it well, it's a prequel, but whatever it is, it was just some girl's fucking dream. That whole thing. So how could there be more stories from there? <laughs> Unless we dig up Judy Garland. (laughs) I'm in. You had me at dig up Judy Garland. What if they remade it and they actually used technology to like shove a heart into a a damn scarecrow and like just pack courage into a lion, but it's like a needle, like like how how Wolverine got those claws. Like like meth. Pack pack, uh, pack them full of meth. That gives me courage. Bath salts. Now, uh, one more thing before we move on to the next portion of the show. At Fantastic Fest for the past how many years has there been Fantastic Debates? Uh, This was our fourth year, I think. Fourth year. And every year, you you manage to find people that are willing to debate a hotly contested subject in the world of cinema and then physically box each other. And it, why did you come up with this idea? Just because you want to box people? Uh, I don't know. 
you know, it actually stems from an event that we do over at the Alamo, the, uh, the Dionysium, which uh, happens once a month. Is this a blatant plug? Is it, you allowed to do blatant, blatant plugs? Blatant plug the right. crap out of the Alamo. I so, love it. So they do a formal debate. Uh, it's one of my favorite parts of their show. And so we took the formal kind of high school debate structure, and then it was a fantastic fest. So we wanted to kind of roid it up a little bit. Sure. And uh, it just so happens that Randy Palmer has had his gym. Uh, the last night of his gym was our, our debates. Um, and so there's a boxing ring in the center. It's, it's, it's cheap to rent. Uh, I love debates. And uh, I don't know. We just, we just put a card together. Uh, the first year, I think it was uh, Uva Bowl came and fought. fought uh, sure, because he's known for that. He is known so for that, easy, yeah. So it was easy to get him to participate. <laughs> are, are you a big boxer, Tim? Well, I've, I've, taken, I've well. taken five lessons, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I usually, I usually forget about cardiovascular health for 355 days and then say, ah, oh, shit, i got to fight somebody, and then take, rapidly take three or four boxing lessons. Did you say Manute Bowl? <laughs> the dude's got reach. Is that who you fought? Yeah, he's, oh, he took a lot that. of severe knee injuries. <laughs> boxing Tim League. <laughs> uh, but then... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, like Dominic Monaghan and Elijah Wood boxed last year. Yeah. That was good because uh, uh, Elijah Wood was a devil shit talker right before that. He was like, I am going to kick the living crap out of Don- Dominic Hobbits Monaghan. Hobbits don't fight each other enough, in my opinion. Oh, he got, he got smoked. He got really, he, got, like, he, was, he had a look of fear and panic in his eyes at the end of the second round because he got beat the fuck up. <laughs> All right. And, uh, well, did you fight Doug? Who fought? No, no. They here? asked me several times, and the answer remained no throughout. You if I can give a blanket side. no in case you're going to ask me again next year. Uh, it's just the, I, 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 it's bad enough having to debate someone, but then, the, then to, have, to have to put on boxing gloves immediately after, that's, like, that's two scary things back to back. And, and you actually put podiums in the middle of the boxing ring and then have to drag them in and out of the ring in between rounds. It's awesome. What happened to the round card girl? There was a round card girl who had no clothes on, and then 10 seconds later, she was replaced by a dwarf. Is that your idea of fantastic, Tim? Uh, you might have uh, realized that my management style is a little bit loose and sloppy, and uh, so... Whatever, where did that just, girl go? Where did I don't she know. I have no idea. I don't know where she came from. I don't know where she went. Just... There's a dead girl in a dwarf's trunk. What is this? Judy Garland's other dream? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So this year, uh, two young ladies who are sisters fought each other. They're sister filmmakers. Twin sisters, the Saska sisters, who have a movie called American Mary, and their, their previous movie was Dead Hooker in a Trunk. You might have seen that one on, you know, on the Criterion Collection and, uh, or whatever. Or PBS, I think it was on PBS. And they knocked each other to the ground, so it was a fantastic fight. And they were dressed up as, like, uh, Street Fighter girls. Street Fighter characters. Se- sexy Street Fighter. Yeah. Oh, Mortal was... Kombat, Mortal Kombat. Sorry, oh, I had to play shit. video games. And then the next fight was between a film critic and a mumblecore director... So it was an amazing debate, because the Mumblecore guy defended Mumblecore better than I've ever heard it defended. Well, almost a miracle. defense? Can I ask? Was it, is His it defense was that the movies he makes are Mumblecore, <laughs> and he's made 70 of them in just a few years. 
One of them's even called LOL. It, like, he's lazy at every step of the process. What should we call it? Ah, LOL. Action. There's no script. Doesn't matter. Just keep talking. But I love the guy now because he made good points in the debate, but then he proceeded to beat the shit out of a film critic. <laughs> the mumblecore guy just rocked the critic's world. It was, it was pretty hard to watch, actually. Uh, the, the film critic, uh, Devin Faraci... I wasn't going to name names because... Well, it's on the internet. It's, it's hard to... Uh, he, went, he went to the mat five times and... Uh, whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, harder to the harder death? every five time. Five times? How does he get out of this? Like, is there no towel? He kept standing Sloppy up. Sloppy management. Sloppy. No, the, the naked brown car girl ran off with the towel. No, he... He got up every time, but the, after the first time he got knocked down, he said, hey, can we wear headgear? And, he then, got, he got and then Tim League was like, oh, yeah, headgear. <laughs> Everyone should wear headgear. And then, but then quickly tell us who you fought. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really fight anybody. I was up for a fight. I geared up for this fight. And so uh, we have a movie in the festival called Miami Connection, which is, uh, which, which that guy likes. It's a, it's a movie from the 1980s. Uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's set in Florida, obviously. Uh, it's about a bunch of orphan Taekwondo masters who are in a rock band called Dragon Sound, a new wave rock band called Dragon Sound, and they go to battle against uh, these uh, cocaine-dealing ninjas that are invading and trying to get them off of their, their regular gig at their nightclub. And so um, it's a pretty awesome movie. But anyway, the, uh, the guy uh, playing one of these collegiate orphans was uh, in the 80s he was a 50 year old Korean guy who doesn't have really much of a mastery of the English language but he is a ninth degree black belt grandmaster in Taekwondo so um, I debated uh, grandmaster YK Kim and they were supposed to fight and uh, dude kind of was he afraid that he was going to hurt you I don't know now, when I'm doing the math now here on the stage I realize he might be about 75 years old and so I uh, maybe yeah, the aforementioned loose management style maybe things weren't clearly communicated to a man who doesn't speak English very well. I think it was just a bad situation. As main events go, it was a bit of a letdown to watch you chase an old man around the ring. Did he show up? He showed up. He just ran around the ring like, oh. I thought he was at the real Alamo in San Antonio punching a docent. This wasn't another place that erect penises showed up, was it? You could have just said tour guide. Why you got to rub in our faces? Fancy words like Proper. docent. Docent. It was accurate, yes. Absolutely accurate. Uh, I got Matt Bearden into it. I know you guys are busy uh, living your lives here in Austin, so you didn't necessarily attend any of the festival offerings. But I managed to get a ticket for Matt to see a movie this afternoon. I'm glad you introduced me as not busy. Uh, <laughs> Worked out well. You've got I a, I you've to got go a see, schedule. You did. I went to room 237. Also, yeah. the running time of that movie. It's a little long. Little. And, and they left out a lot of conspiracies. <laughs> that, was, that movie was really kind of awesome because you can make a conspiracy out of anything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's, this uh, director took the movie uh, The Shining. Shining. 
And just over the years, there's just been a lot of people with a lot of ideas about what Stanley Kubrick was doing in The Shining. Right. Uh, amongst the theories is that he was basically winking at everybody that knows that the moon landing never... Yes, yes. The he, film of oh, the moon landing... No, dude, it's really... Here's, here's <laughs> the most awesome part of that movie, but I'm the only one that will ever, will ever have this experience unless you can convince this guy to go to the movie with you all the time. But the guy sitting next to me... At one point in the movie, when that guy came up with another conspiracy theory, the guy next to me did this under his breath. Oh, fucking Christ. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I wanted to be like, I know, I know, right? But here's what's weird. There's that one guy who kept finding the twos, the threes, and sevens and everything, and they were showing the shot, and he was talking about it, and then when I looked at it, I realized the pattern of the rug, there were two dots, then three dots, then seven dots, and I wanted to yell out at the screen, you missed one, two, three, seven, you missed, but I, I was, cause I spent two hours going, this is fucking bullshit. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I think I accidentally completely got, uh, I got hypnotized by the movie. And at the end I was like, oh, fucking sensei says yes. And I was really, and now I'm pretty much convinced that, yeah, I think there were multiple shooters in Dallas that killed Kennedy. That's what I walked out of that movie with. Is that what I was supposed to get from that movie? I think so. Conspiracies okay. are real, yeah. Is that uh, Nick Cage? Yeah, it was just fun. Like, there was, a moment, there was a moment in that movie where all I could think of was being in the attic of a friend's house when you're in high school and high and you're trying to figure out everything, but it eventually comes back to, how the fuck does a fly land on a ceiling? Like, there was just at all... Does he, does he do a loop-de-loop? Does he... Does he flip at the last minute? And there was just that whole... It's like just, the opposite of dropping a cat. Well, there was a guy... They just flip it around exactly. at the last second. The guy, because they would, the guy would go on this long theory, and then at the end he would go, but I don't know, it could also just be this instead. And it was just like, yeah, why not throw out all your theories at the end? It's not that big of a deal. You're not actually speaking to a camera. Have the worst tried? one... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I was just thinking if you played it at the same time as Dark Side of the Moon... Well, they that's the thing. Do they come up with a theory that you take the movie and then you flip the movie and play it in reverse and you play the reverse movie over the top of the regular movie and so they're superimposed over each other and they show you in the movie and then you're like, well, they kind of have a fucking point, don't they? <laughs> so, and that's when it got me where you start, you, you go from where, all right, we are as animals are designed to recognize patterns. Like, right, that's how human... And you go in there with logic, and at the end you're like, no, fucking Kubrick is probably a goddamn alien, and he's sending us a fucking message. And why isn't everybody in this theater getting it? We need to do something now, people! Get up! We need to do something! The world is heating up! Can Fuck! We need to spill our beers. That's what I do. It's the thing I do the best, is spill beer. Because also, a tip of the hat to... Also, I talk into my beer a lot. <laughs> I don't like to have a microphone and a beer at the same time. Uh, I gotta say that that's one of the... Do, were you having beers during the movie? I had a couple. Because there's no lot. better... <laughs> it's a really long movie, in my defense. And I needed... A Co couple hours. Feature length. I don't like anything longer than about ten minutes. <laughs> so it was, it was tough. But they're actually showing at, at the festival The Shining forwards and backwards yes. superimposed on itself. Yes. Which is another awesome thing about this festival is that's something only crazy people would want to watch. <laughs> and, and I am one of those people. Like when I was watching Room 237 and they brought that up, I was like, and I can see that yeah. now also. 
like right if you away. Had a Fantastic Fest branded bag with mushroom caps in it. Hello, million dollar idea or thirty dollar idea. Five dollar idea depends on. Depends where you get your mushroom caps. them. But, but that would be that, that. It was one of those things where it really. I got excited for a little while. I forgot that I have a wife and kids and no fun anymore. I was like, yes, let's do this. Ah, oh, fuck. I got yeah, I, I was really, a few minutes into that, I was just like, I, I, it is long, but I, I sat there thinking to myself, I hope this doesn't end. It, I hope that from now on I will be getting theories about uh, The Shining because it's amazing. I wish they'd have shown me some of the faces of some of the people. I want to know what these people look like. But wasn't That's that an interesting style, though, the way he used it's only really, footage from movies? Really well done. Very, And I, I, like I said, I think it could have been tightened up maybe just a tad. Um, that, that, that sounds slanderous. I enjoyed it. I, I walked out having a good time. Uh, especially the, oh, fucking Christ. Like, that was really, oh, that's fucking special. There was but a I, gentleman at the Q&A that I saw where the director came out. I want to say his name is Rodney Asher. Is that right? And uh, he came out, and uh, one of the people in the crowd raised his hand to say, hey, um, does, do all these theories, uh, is there anybody that hates this movie because all of these theories are stupid and aggravating? And, like, <laughs> he really laid into him about it. And, Sounds like uh, there's, there's one person. <laughs> yeah, and that was, but that was his thing. But he also loved the movie. He was trying to say, uh, beca- but he loved the fact that there's these crazy conspiracies well, that, yeah, that he doesn't believe in. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to. I want to see. I want to see the people. I want to see their pictures. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I want to know who's telling the ski, me the skier poster, the skiing poster the, what, that the she says. Like, They're all minotaurs. They're all minotaurs. This is all about mazes and minotaurs for sure. Clearly, that's a, that's that the, skier is a that's minotaur. That's the worst one. That's the worst the theater, one. That's when the guy went, "Oh fucking Christ!" Because he he was like, "Clearly, that's not a minotaur." You you are a box wine drinking cat lady, and you're bored, and you the things are tough, and you're a counting job, and that's why you see a minotaur there. How you guys doing in the back? You doing all right? All right. Where does the blood come from in the elevator? Box of wine, clearly. Yeah, they don't explain really what happens in The Shining. It's still a confusing, uh, scary movie, but they do say a lot of... But the funny thing about the skiing poster is that the reason it's there, probably, is because it's just a funny joke that in the movie, there's no skiing at that resort. That's why the family has to go and live there for the winter. So there, there's a, like a poster advertising for skiing, but they don't have a ski season there. Are you positive, though, that it's even was done for a reason? Or is it just that you have a prop department and you look through the lens and you're like, that corner looks boring, put something there in a hurry. Put a picture of a skier in a place where no skiing is? Like, it's a funny mistake if it is one. Wait a second. I, I choose to think that none of it was planned. They superimposed the movie over itself and played reverse. <laughs> so at some point, is he hitting himself with the axe coming through the door? You got it. Well, it doesn't. Right? No, that, wouldn't, that wasn't the very center of the movie. It wasn't? That's when it comes together. Yeah, to yeah. Watch. It's kind of late in the film when he's... Chopping at the door and screaming, here's Johnny. Well, when it's superimposed, it's pretty early in the yeah. movie. Well, some people were saying you could watch the whole movie in half the time because you could just leave when they meet in the middle. <laughs> I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah. I still think 
Yeah, it's weird. It's definitely weird, and you should you should uh, check it out. Yeah, if, I didn't mean to sound negative. I think everybody should. It, it was a really fun watch. I just God, I want to see pictures of the fucking people so badly. I just love the way he used uh, footage from movies other than The Shining. So the whole time you're watching just clips from movies, but it's just telling you this story. Do you think like when Kids Stays in the Picture came out, every documentary suddenly went to that style? Do you think you will suddenly There's see a, a good chance with this because this is a great idea. Really you well could tell done. a lot of stories with footage from existing right. movies. Exactly. Instead of what, and so for people who don't know, instead of shooting like reenactments, they just took footage from a bu- mainly Stuart Stanley Kubrick movies and use that footage to sort of explain what people are talking about. That does, it make, I just realized saying it, it makes no sense saying it out loud, does it? Now you all should all say to me, oh, fucking Christ, I don't want to listen to this. No, no, no. I don't like that. Because what if in the future people are archiving our society, and that'd be like the Rosetta Stone. They're like, see, this movie proves that all movies are real. Because those are thoughts they're having. It was some sort of mind camera. Mayan 2012 all over again. You're right. <laughs> now, Tim, how many uh, Draft House cinemas are there around the country at this point? You, you mogul, you? Uh, you, you baggy shorts wearing mogul? Are they baggy? Not really. I, no, I wish I'm they were. I'm very self-conscious. I wish, I wish you wouldn't have done that, because now I'm really going to be totally distracted for the rest of this. Are there baggy? They're all looking at my knees. You don't have socks on either. I know, I know. Yeah. And I've got really sort of pasty. Now it's, I've descended into complete self-conscious territory. It's like, why did I wear shorts? This when is supposed you dress to be a professional up, wear, podcast. When you dress up, you wear a light blue podcast. polyester suit. You cannot possibly be self-conscious. <laughs> and uh, uh, how many cinemas do you have now, though? Uh, there's 12. 12 and uh, mostly a lot in Texas. A lot in Texas, a lot in Austin. We've got one outlier in Kansas City and one in Virginia, and we've got a couple under construction right now. Coming soon to New York City? Coming soon to New York City. Yeah. yeah. And again, for the listeners, because you guys already know, uh, they have a full menu and drinks, and it's not as disruptive of the movie as you would think it would be. The staffs are well-trained to uh, be quiet and crouchy. And yeah, they're totally crouchy. <laughs> Like, their head never gets in the way of the screen, but you can just feast and drink right there on a, on a table right in front of yourself. It's and now you can smoke pot. <laughs> at, selected, well, at selected screenings. Let me clarify. I never said anything like to that Like 3.15 effect. tomorrow. <laughs> heard it, man. Woo! We'll see you there. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> my, my, my responsible managers, uh, you know, in dealing with every event that you've been a part of at Fantastic Fest is like, Tim, are you really sure this is a great idea? Yeah, are you sure about this? Because that guy, once you get him high, he starts breaking shit. He starts thinking, the, those mirrors along the wall, Matt, look like the carpeting in The Shining. <laughs> that they go on and on about. But the fake moon landing thing... I love that the proof that, that Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landing because they couldn't actually... We really did go to the moon. This is the theory. We really went, but Stanley Kubrick was brought in to shoot footage of being on the moon because they couldn't get footage that would look good to the people on television, and they had to prove to everybody that they did this thing, so they faked the footage of the moon landing, and Stanley Kubrick directed it. 
And the reason we know that's true is because the little boy in The Shining at one point is wearing a sweatshirt that has a rocket ship that says USA on it. Undeniable fact. That makes it a fact. Yeah, you could get a loan with that info. You're, you're welcome to fucking hate on the truth if you want to. If you don't want to open your eyes up. But it'd be a lot cooler if you did. I don't know if you noticed, but right over there, there are two separate rank- rectangles. And then in the middle, there are three whole octagons. And then there are actually seven chunks of octagon on that wall. So, hello, fucking proof. What else do you need? I see 237 everywhere. 237 everywhere. It's the last podcast that I do before I end up in a padded cell for the rest of my life. Tim, when you do a festival like this, do you walk away with like, oh, I know which movie was my favorite, but I can't tell everyone because, you know, I I love all of my children and and their films. Uh, And by the way, you have twin daughters? I do, yes, yes. Your Christmas card every year, the two of them in pretty dresses at the end of a hotel hallway. Yep. Oh, I've got this all mapped out. Okay, good. Good, good. Uh, This year, a Halloween costume is I'm Mothra, and they're the summoning twins. We're saving saving the shining twins... uh, that could be six. Um, you know, uh, the best one. The best one is when they enter kindergarten. They're going to dress as a kid, as uh, as as uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Oh, <laughs> so I've been thinking about this a lot, man. This is I got this worked out. When they enter kindergarten, I can't just wait like you... in Twins, the movie. Starve them for a year, and they could be the Olsen twins uh, at, at Christmas. Not even for a real holiday. Just oh, I shouldn't have said that. Dress them up like Kirby Puckett. They could be twins. Was that a sports? Is that a sports joke? Yeah, he played for the Minnesota Twins. Okay, I once caught a ball barehanded. I, I don't know. I usually, whenever I get glassy-eyed, I, I realize there was somebody talking about sports near me. So. Kirby Puckett. That's a great idea. I'm totally going to do that. Glassy. Does anyone hunger for games? All right, I wanted to pay tribute to the uh, Fantastic Feud event uh, that is hosted every year by Joe Weinberg. Scott Weinberg. Scott Weinberg. A one Weinberg family. A Weinberg. Who might be here? Is he here? I always call him Weinberg, so that's why I didn't know his first name. And by always, I mean since I met him four days ago when he was supposed to run the Q&A at the screening of my movie and ran in during the Q&A because we'd started without him and then continued to run the Q&A without ever having seen the movie. And, was all, and all was forgiven because the first thing he did was pass me a packed bowl. So that's, that's Weinberg. So he was in char- he's always in charge of the fantastic feud. Yeah, this year, actually, you know, it's, it's, it was Scott's idea, and he's always the host of it. We actually uh, uh, added a, uh, a logistics coordinator for Scott, because you know, sometimes, like myself, uh, maybe a loose management style because of some lifestyle decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we, I wouldn't say manager. Loose of management. <laughs> I could smoke cigarettes and wear leather pants. Plays pool with men. So, in honor of that event, one of the categories, one of the things we played was a version of the uh, Family Feud uh, where 
a certain topic is brought up, and then there's a, a number of answers to that topic from a poll that was taken. And so I'd like to uh, play a version of that with the three of you guys. And uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Tim, and then we'll move over to uh, Charlie and Matt. And what we're looking for, the, person who, the first person who can name the, the you know, we'll, each of you will name an answer, and, and then you have to stick with it. Hopefully you won't agree on the same thing. And then the first, uh, the person who the, I asked on Twitter today these questions, and I got uh, many responses, and, and I sat there and I tallied them up. And uh, so according to my Twitter poll this morning, what are the top three chick flicks most tolerated by dudes? Mm. So the, I want the three chick flicks that a guy can manage to sit through with his lady and win some points with her and not go out of his mind. So, so I, I give my answer? Yeah, I, yeah. I what, do you think, what do you think is the number one, I two, or know, three? I don't even know if this is a chick flick, uh, but I think uh, using my own life as an example, I would have to say bring it on. Bring it on? That's a great one. I'm a fan of that movie. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a very fun movie. But I, doubt, I doubt it's on the list. I'm sorry. It's, you know, ladies like it, but it's still got fart jokes in it. For, I, uh, for I, us. Yeah, I saw Bring It On in the theater alone because I was having a weird, depressing day. And it really ruined it when the three girls in front of me turned and giggled and went, ew. Fucking... <laughs> The first, time I, the first time I felt really old in my life. I was like, fuck you. And I was like, oh, they have a point. All right. <laughs> I am at the mall at three in the afternoon. So obviously I've made some bad choices. We're just lucky that most of the sequels have been on television. <laughs> <laughs> I still go watch them at the mall. <laughs> okay, Charlie, what do you think is the number one, two, or three? Does the movie Personal Best count as a chick flick? I wouldn't. I don't think so. I think, I think guys are more into lesbians than, than ladies are. I could right. be wrong. Centers around girls, though. Yeah. Not really a chick flick. Okay. I think La Fontaine or whatever. The, what was the name of the runner that... Oh, Prefontaine. Prefontaine. Yeah. Prefontaine is more of a chick flick. Prefontaine. Because that, yeah. that dude right, is handsome. dreamy eyes. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Steel Magnolias. Okay. Be... That's really hard for me to tolerate, but okay. I love it. It's might, got Dolly Parton might just in it, be for me. Sakes. Might just be me. Uh, okay, and uh, Matt, what do you think? Uh, Titanic. Boo! <laughs> In, intolerable, intolerable. I, I've, a chick I've, flick. Ne- I've never seen it, but I thought maybe since it made a hundred million or whatever, I thought maybe dudes went to go see it. Was it all chicks just watching that movie? Oh, are you doing the I've never seen a chick flick? No, no, no. I've Ooh, seen, you I saw, you saw Bring It On. Yeah. yeah, I saw Bring It On. I admitted to that. I fucking know all the words to The Notebook. Fucking suck this. Yeah, let's get on it. They All say right. suck this in the yeah. notebook? Yeah. Page after page of suck this. When Jack don't get what he wants, he sucks this. Over and over Over and again. over again. The typewriter changes color in The Shining. Really? Yeah. 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Just think about that. It's total 9-11 shit, man. Okay, so the number three favorite chick flick, which I argue is not a chick flick, Princess Bride. 
Yeah. Chick flick. Yeah. Who doesn't love Princess Bride? And it's got sword play in it, so that's not a chick flick. Uh, but dainty sword play. With lots of leaping. Yeah, but still, there's a guy constantly threatening another guy's life after saying his name. <laughs> chick flick. Can you yeah. hear yourself? A lot, most chick flicks don't have prepare to die in them unless it's cancer. <laughs> All right, I'll do the debates next year. (laughs) No, I won't. (laughs) Uh, Number two is Mean Girls. Mean Girls. That's a terrific chick flick. Oh, but the, okay, yeah, but the category is that dudes will tolerate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I tolerate the shit out of Mean Girls. I sit there and watch it. The only thing that makes me sad about it is that Lindsay Lohan is such an asshole now. I still like that girl in that movie. She's misunderstood. Oh, okay. Not an asshole. All right. And she's high. Oh, God. She, she... I said high, not high. Did you hear it? You're high. (laughs) She looks like a coastal sea hag. Hey. So do you think the cops are just hassling her because she wrote something about them in the burn book? That's what it's about. And the number one, you guys swinging a miss for all three of you, the number one chick flick that dudes can tolerate is not Heathers. No, that's that's also not a chick flick. That's a Jack Nicholson movie. Is it the one where Farrah Fawcett locks the guy in the fireplace and sprays him in the face with mace? Stop guessing. Love Actually. There are dudes out there that like love, actually. And they're not even British. Why do you love it so much? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, okay. But that's, that's really tolerating the Alan Rickman scenes of love, actually. It's not actually tolerating love, actually. I think that's, that should be for the record. It's all good, it's all good actors. Liam Neeson's yeah, yeah, in it, yeah. but he doesn't tell anyone to get under the bed and that they're about to be taken. <laughs> I hate it when that guy chicken hawks his best friend by showing up and trying to get Jawface to run off with him by using the, the cue cards. What are you talking about? Isn't that the, the guy who's married What movie to, are we on now? Kira Knightley with the quagmire jaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, love actually. And then his best friend comes, and he's like, here, while, while you lie to him, I'm going to sit here and show you cue cards and chicken hawk you. That's no good. Can't okay. That. Try to say it in English next time. That was English. <laughs> Honey boo boo English. <laughs> All right, let's play another round. That was awesome. Uh, now, this is the last round of it. Don't worry. <laughs> On the other side of the coin, and we'll start at the other end this time. We'll start with Matt. Uh, Sounds like a three, idea. Three dumb dude movies. Bro movies that girls that enjoy. are most tolerated by the ladies. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we've got the top three. So we're talking like, you know, action movies. Is that a clue to the three that are on your list? Are they going to be action movies? They're all I'm... action movies. Okay, I'm not, okay, okay, not okay, going to okay. pull right. a fast one on movies for dudes it. who like movies? No, for girls to sit through with their man okay. and tolerate and, uh, and maybe even love. I will go with Wayne's World. Definitely one of the better action movies. Oh, it has to be an action movie. Because sometimes, sometimes they go like this. That's that's an action. Does it have to be? An, I, I didn't realize you yeah, said sorry, action. Yeah, sorry, action movie. So. Okay, an action movie. So you're girl. out. And Charlie. Oh, 
No, that's okay. Go ahead. I, I will go with one of those born, born movies. Oh, okay. You just want all of them? Cover my bases. You fucking cheater. The born... Get your box wine cat-loving ass off of my stage. Motherfucker! No. Okay, born whatever. The born whatever. I'll tell you right now, it's wrong. It's not in there, so you would know, or you would have been, you would have said be specific. So <laughs> yeah, I, would I know have. I've lost. Okay, Charlie. Well, now that we've established that it's not a chick flick, I would say a Princess Bride, <laughs> with the action of the sword fighting. That's a clever move on your part, but none of the women thought of that as their favorite action movie. That... The Top Gun. Okay, that's a good guess. Top Gun. Uh, he wrote it down. It must and be. And what in does there. Tim have? For us, uh, and don't go- people are starting to yell out answers because I know it's happy hour and you're, you're getting a little drunk. The games are just between these guys, so please don't help. I'm, I'm not going to answer Die Hard that was yelled at. I'm going to go with uh, original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Yeah! All right. So uh, number three was Armageddon. What? That's some bullshit. Oh, the love story. All polls aren't accurate, says Romney's campaign team. And then the number two is RoboCop. That's a pretty awesome. Even as lady goes out to the the ladies. This one goes out to all the ladies in the universe. Cheers! Fucking RoboCop. That is ultra violent from the '80s. I mean, I guess. Did did I need to remind you that these are ladies that follow me on Twitter? (laughs) So they're gonna be down with this kind of stuff. And then number one, uh, the winner is in our audience. Was Die Hard. (laughs) <laughs> the lady in the audience yelling "Die Hard" knows what she, where she, of what she speaks. I like Tim's answer because I can picture a lady going, "The original Raiders of the Lost Ark." Because ladies are specific about that stuff. But that is that's probably a good answer. But I, I threw the word I, when I did the poll. I made it sound like more like just you know real uh, aggressive kind of action fair, and that's what they came up with. And I. I happen you know, to agree. We'd actually, as uh, uh, participants in this, we'd like to know all of the context that you threw out to the ladies for this poll so we can leave, have, have better answers, but just, I'm just saying. Okay, next year. <laughs> and <laughs> we'll trade notes on each other's game shows and, <laughs> and how they should work. Uh, but also, very funny that someone pointed out to me on Twitter, Love Actually and Die Hard, both Christmas films. So that's what brings these asshole couples together. <laughs> Honey, we'll go see your Christmas movie if you see my Christmas movie. Are there any actors that were in both? Alan Rickman. Oh, Alan Rickman. Is that why I want you on that? That's why I didn't really pursue the Alan Rickman comment earlier, because I knew the diehard was going to be an answer. I didn't want to put that in your head until someone in the audience yelled it out. Okay, so, um, but that was a nice move of your, on your part, Tim, to not take her answer. Because you did, you were thinking that probably was one of them. Yeah, yeah. It sounded like a good answer. Yeah, I know. She knew, she knew what she was doing. She's down. Uh, let's play the Leonard Malton game. I believe some of you brought name tags. And lots of you are wearing badges from the festival, so that would also count. What is this standee right here? I thought that was going to be your name tag. What is it? It's Boba Fett. Let me see. You Let me show everybody. Boba Fett, but you're. Here we go. <laughs> Look at. 
fold Boba Fett in, in half, and he just looks like a fucking plumber. Like, fold him in half. It's just knee pads and, oh. a, and a crank wrench. I was going to ask you guys, what movie did you think it was before we found out? I was thinking Minute Work. I thought it was Mr. Mom. <laughs> or, or, or Prefontaine after the double amputee accident. Oh. oh, happy hour, sad hour now. Unprefond cool, Matt. He looks like uh, Robert De Niro in Brazil. Right? Wasn't he a plumber? Kind of? Okay. Um, oh, and there's a woot monkey just got thrown up here, too. Um, well, thanks for bringing the Boba Fett. Is your name anything like Boba Fett? Oh, you had a little name tag for it? Here, put it on there. <laughs> Boba Fett Anthony. Oh, now I get it. I didn't. And he's got a badge like he's at the festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett loves festivals. Is that? Is that a, Are your are your name tags just paper <laughs> this year? Oh. oh yeah. There's a, there's a lady that uh, she tweeted me that she was bringing cookies, and I went, "That's great. I'm not going to eat them." Just Has something happened. What? Ever since the incident, you don't eat crowd cookies? <laughs> yeah. Like, what happened? No, no, I don't. Do they have weed in them, lady? No, that's why I'm not going to eat them. I eat, I eat enough shit that's got weed in it. Why would I eat anything that doesn't have weed in it? I got to keep my girlish figure so I can hide behind a Boba Fett standy. Yeah, right? There you go. There. Yeah, we got it. Beautiful. Now, next thing I'm going to do is buy something from Ikea. I can put shit together. <laughs> I always thought it was harder than that. All right, so the three of you gentlemen, put your microphones down on your stools if you have to. And select, go, go physically grab the name tag that you want to play for today. Uh, I see some good ones. There's an amazing E.T. over there. And then, of course, John, John the shithead. We got a hoverboard over there. Does that actually work? Does that work? I think Tim wants the hoverboard. Don't forget the cookies. She, she might... Went, blew right past the cookies. And Charlie Hodge is really, really working the room. Did you see this E.T. thing, Charlie? Look at that. That's pretty cool. Can I add some prizes? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, you went with the shithead. Let me see this hoverboard. That's crazy. And where's your, is your name on here somewhere? James Pound. All right. Do you ever, do you ever say Pound, James Pound? <laughs> hey, listen. It would be great when you're like about to make love. <laughs> Does that happen to anybody that comes to Fantastic Fest? Are people getting laid, Tim? Uh, no. <laughs> and then uh, Beer, uh, Bearden, Matt Bearden, last-minute contribution to the bag, uh, a little uh, wind-up chef. That is a miniature wind-up waffle bot pass-out from Harold and Kumar's Christmas 3D. <laughs> Very nice. It seemed movie-themed and really doesn't belong on my desk anymore. Okay. So someone else is going to get that. Yeah, so it's heartfelt. Somebody else's wife can be angry that that's cluttering up a room. And where did this woot monkey come in from? 
Nice. Thank you very much. Can I put it in the prize bag or do you want it back? Sign it and then give it back to you? You son of a bitch. You can sign it and maybe pin a $20 bill to it and throw it back to me, brother. <laughs> Clearly you knew what he meant when he threw it at your face. I don't do a good Boba Fett, so what if Boba Fett sounded like Bane? I think it would go... <laughs> a little something like this. Now, Pat Boba had uh, his hair. <laughs> Fix his hair a little bit. There you go. Sweet. <laughs> You've only seen me at the end of one movie and the beginning of another, and somehow I've still become a character that people cherish. <laughs> I'm Boba Fett. <laughs> and some of you are going to die before I do. Oh, look out for that Sarlacc pit, I should have said to myself. <laughs> that would be a horrible place to die. Okay, so who are you playing for, Matt? Uh, I'm playing for Rochelle, who brought a, uh, a headshot of my old roommate, Brendan Walsh. So I wanted to, now I can be reminded of what used to be on my sofa every day for two years. My so, Ikea shit fell apart already. It's about to walk out. Really? Ikea. No way. Yeah, that's what I was told, yeah. Okay, so uh, supposedly police officers are uh, here. Are they going to turn out to be strippers? I don't know. <laughs> I so so okay. just, just keep it cool, everybody. <laughs> Somebody said they ordered that rare blowfish that when cooked smells exactly like something else. <laughs> Do you serve that by chance? Uh, yes, we do, as a matter of fact. It's, yeah, uh, somebody needs to go to the office yet. right now and explain that on a special menu board and leave that around in casual spots. Setting up the cool, toilet cool. seat said it's cool. <laughs> okay, and don't reveal the shithead on the back of your name tag because that'll, that'll be, if you lose today, I will, I will announce that to everyone. But oh, you were playing, Matt is playing for Rochelle. And uh, who are you playing for, Charlie? I think I'm playing for John. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did you write your shithead on the back? You did. Okay. So, look at that so just no, hand it over when, if and yeah. when you lose. If you want to sign it and throw it back at John's yeah. head. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to suffer because my you horse have one. threatened you for an autograph. And James Pound is who Tim League is playing for. So with his, that's awesome. With his hoverboard, and uh, as I always do. I'm opening my Leonard Malton iPhone app. And uh, bear with me, because this is, this is uh, one of those ancient iPhone 4s. Because <laughs> if I'm going to stand in a line, it's going to be to see a movie. Not to get a, not to get a phone. <laughs> and uh, who... So nobody really won that uh, previous game we played, so let's just... Let's just let... We'll just start with Tim. Uh co-founder of the festival and uh and then we'll go to charlie and then to matt and uh tim you get to pick a category would you like at crimson fury 18 on twitter suggested legitimate cape legitimate cape and that's movies where someone wears a real cape a legitimate cape or at richard jesus Hey is spelled H-A-Y, and then Zeus, like the god, suggested ass to mouth, 
And that's movies that have a talking donkey in them. <laughs> I was... Or... <laughs> I was about to say yes, but I, let's go to another category. <laughs> or... Uh, celebrating a birthday today is actress Linda Hamilton, who we all know and love. And... Um, Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Could have said that to someone who wasn't in the middle of talking. <laughs> but thank you, though. Thank you for that. Um, so, uh, where was I? <laughs> Linda Hamilton. Those are my three choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, legitimate cape, please. Okay. And uh, basically, all he whispered in my ear was, hey, just tell everyone to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't answer the door, they can't come in, man. <laughs> this movie where someone wears a real cape, I'm pretty sure it was real, uh, is from the year 2005. Leonard Malton gives this movie three stars. He calls it highly entertaining, and he also says that it is impeccably cast. And he lists a boatload of names. He lists 13 names. Can you say the year again? The year is 2005. And he lists, what did I say, 13 names? Uh, how many names, reading from the bottom of the cast list up, do you think you can secure the answer to this And so if I, if I ask puzzle. for thir- more than 13, do I get additional clues? Or is that- no, because I've only got the 13 names here, but, but 13 is a very smart opening bid <laughs> if you're as confused as you seem to and be this right is, now. Uh, this is all the information I'm going to get before I start getting these names, so uh, uh, I'm going to go with... Um, I, I'm going to go with four. Was that a dumb idea? I'm it, James, I'm sorry. It might I'm be sorry. a dumb idea. It might be a dumb idea. <laughs> but now we go to Charlie, and he can either tell you to name it, and you'll only hear four names from the bottom oh, of the cast Screwed list. Up. Screwed up. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do oh, it. Wait. I don't know it. He's figuring out that Howard the Duck was in 2005. <laughs> and just now when you went, oh, shit, that's what I call poker mouth, because <laughs> it gives away to the other players. Where your oh, head is at. This is a competition. I'm yeah, really this sorry, is a competition. James. I'm Charlie, really sorry. you can do it in three. I'm yeah, Charlie, you can you. bid lower or you, can, do it or you can ask Tim to name it. What do you think you're going to do about that? One. Oh, Charlie's off the hook for this one. Thank Christ. Okay, now we go to, now we go to Matt. I believe that's the moment where I say, name that movie, Charlie. Okay, so... Charlie gets the one name since he's so confident. I'm not even going to give you the clues again unless you really feel like you need them. I don't even feel I need the name. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Just because that's where we're at right now. So people want to know that what that one name's going to be. And it is Mark Boone Jr. <laughs> Nailed. Probably played for the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> now, if you say Mark Boone Sr., I know it right off the bat. But and uh, so what do you think the name of the movie is? Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Legitimate capes throughout. 
probably too much legitimate cape. Uh, no, the, the motion picture is called Batman Begins. And, and that means Matt Bearded is on the board with one point. Playing for Rochelle. Yeah, Tim's got to nail it. Tim's going to figure this shit out now. Uh, because we, we're going to start with you again, Tim. Okay, got it. And uh, you get to pick a category, and then we'll go to Matt, and then to Charlie. And you get to choose between these three categories. In honor of the fantastic debates, I'm sorry, fantastic feud. In honor of the fantastic feud that you do here every year, films that feature Richard Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> I might go there. I might go there. And then Schnedelt, S C H N E L J T on Twitter suggested Malmy Maybe. Oh, the, the and that's movies. Bears. That's movie that has bears in them. Okay. Correct. Is that what Malmy means? Bear, bear or bears in them. Malmy? And then and then at Scary Mask suggested Nicholas Page. Nicholas Page is comic book movies featuring Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Page, please. Okay. This comic book, and again, all of you are going to know the answer, so do not, do not yell out. Gasping is allowed, I guess. Two stars from Leonard Malton. I could not disagree with Leonard Moore and wish he were sitting to my left right now so I could give it to him. Because two stars is not enough. He says that this movie is an orgy of excess and that it leaves a bad taste behind. 2010, Nicolas Cage is in this movie and Leonard Liss... 11 names. 12 names, sorry, 12 names. How many names do you think you can get it in? I'll go with zero. I might be wrong. I might be getting my years wrong. <laughs> I believe this is the point in the game where I say, name that movie. What's it called, Tim? Is it Kick Ass? Yes, it is! Yay! That's one for you, James. I mean, Ghost Rider was right. a was an orgy of excess too. I wasn't sure. I kind of, my years were kind of squirreling together in my brain. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Leonard gets off with two stars for Kick Ass, but you know, it happens. Leonard Malton doesn't understand lots of stuff. <laughs> well, it left a bad taste in his mouth. First of all, you don't you don't eat a motion picture. <laughs> Just sit there and look at it and leave leave your mouth out of it, or well, go to the, the draft aisle, house though. and enjoy a delicious meal. That's right. Okay. Um, you also put fun things on your... Me- you're just like... You, everything you do, you try to figure out a way to make it more fun. Oh, thanks, Doug. Or, I- or uh, figure out a way to try to get people in trouble. <laughs> Innocent people. I, I, don't like it. I don't like it when the staff whispers in my ear, the, the cops are here, be cool. Here, be cool. <laughs> You've always That's not what you system, get up though. each day in the morning hoping will happen. Okay, um, you should have bears 
and you could release them into the parking lot when anything bad happens. And Create then a distraction. And then we could fight that. Why haven't you put bears in here yet? How, so what is happening that the police were alerted to our little, our little extravagance? I called uh, them. <laughs> drama. I was just like, that would be fucking awesome if they show up. They're a fucking party. They bring lights and everything. I saw some people texting. There's a rat amongst us. So... Sons of bitches. I didn't, I didn't see anybody yeah. texting. <laughs> I, you know, I, maybe they're going to tear this place down. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst they can In do? In November. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, Tim just won a point. So, we'll start with Charlie. And right. Matt challenged uh, Tim. So, we'll go to uh, Matt second. And Charlie... Uh, would you like at Kikfia, K-I-K-F-I-I-A, uh, suggested in theaters how? And that's the terrible movies that are covered on the podcast, How Did This Get Made? All right. Yeah. Or, since you might not be a listener to that podcast, uh, Joseph Gordon Leavitt. Joseph Gordon Leavitt, that's movies where Jorson, Joseph, <laughs> Jorson Gordon Schlerven Snerven. It played here. It's called New Kids Nitro, and it played here. <laughs> Starring the Schnurvin Vervin brothers. Uh, Joseph Gordon leaves someone in the movie or is left by someone. And songs about Rambos. So glad this one came back up. Which is movies where Sylvester Stallone sings. Yeah, I got to go with Sylvester Stallone sings. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did, because no one ever picks this category, and I want to get rid of it. It's at Rowan Lane suggested it on Twitter. And the year, Charlie Hodge, is 1984. Oh. Yeah. One and a half stars. One and a half stars from Leonard Malton. Uh, he says about this movie... Can you preemptively like, not read any more and just go ahead and guess? Yeah, can I go blind? No, below? you can't. You can't. You've got to sit through this part oh, okay. and, and do things like not say that because that gives away to your competitors that you're pretty excited about this one. <laughs> and you've already got it figured no, out. I mean, what I mean is keep trying to undo my bra. Keep going. I like this part. He calls the movie Contrived. And he also says that it has uh, acres of unfunny dialogue. That is so not and true. It's one and a half stars. Uh, he lists five people, Charlie. All right. How many folks? How many folks do you think it would take for you to name this this film? Hmm. I feel pretty confident, but I felt pretty confident last time. So I'm going to go with two. Okay. Uh, I think Tim knows it, and in the interest of a fun that is the three-way tie, I'm going to tell Charlie to name it. Hoping that he knows I it. Because I have it narrowed down to two, but I'm probably wrong. Your two names. Was, he wasn't in Top Gun, right? <laughs> You've lost that love and feeling. <laughs> Cuff and Link, make more turtles. I'm gonna fight the Russian! Somewhere, oh, oh. Here we go. Tim Thomerson, 
and Ron Liebman are your two names. Probably doesn't help to tell you that Ron Liebman played the Gellers. Not the Gellers. Was he the Gellers? No, he was uh, Rachel Green's father on Friends. Rob Lieber, that's that guy? Ron Liebman. Ron Liebman? Yeah. That, that's even better. But yeah, can you pull out a three-way tie right now? Yeah, I believe the movie is, and it stars my, fam, my, my favorite actress, Dolly Parton. Interesting timing that you just mentioned her. Rhinestone Cowboy? That's correct. Damn. Well, technically, is that correct? That, is that correct? Is, yeah. Rhinestone Cowboy? Ryan, or, is it, or, is it just, or is it just Rhinestone? Cowboy. It's just Rhinestone. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited about the three-way tie. Wow. The movie's just called Rhinestone? Yeah, you should. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was Rhinestone, comma, Rhinestone, cowboy. Rhinestone, comma, cowboy. cowboy. You hear me, Kimo Zabi? Yeah, that probably had a good I one. I love it, vote. actually. Rhinestone. <laughs> There's two movies with commas in the title came up today. Love Actually and Rhinestone, cowboy. This ain't the first time rhinestones have done me wrong. All right, Matt. Well, I got so excited by your suggestion of a three-way tie that I just sort of gave it to him prematurely. So it's your call. Do you want to be the winner or do you want to go one last round? Uh, I think that there's nothing more fun in Doug Love's movies, which I happen to be a huge fan of and I listen to regularly, than when there is a three-way tie. And I think the audience would want to go with that. I'm sorry to you. I know, Rochelle, we're playing for you. I think you'll appreciate it. Somebody in this audience buy poor Rochelle a drink or whatever she wants, a massage. Or Thank a, you, cowboy. Yeah, we'll have fun with it. Well, you were backstage with me. I do that all the time. I talked to like nine staff members and called them all cowboy. That's your thing, man. That's yeah. your thing. Cowboy. Your favorite Star Wars character is Boba Cowboy. <laughs> damn right. The rootinest, tootinest, damn bounty hunter in all of the galaxy. But if I don't win, I will consider it to be a conspiracy. That's fair. Three, three, seven. There's two three, three, finalists now, but you let there be three, you and there's to... seven total prizes! Yep, exactly. All right, here we go. So Charlie sort of won that point. And Matt is the one who challenged him. So we'll start with Tim and then go, and then go to Matt. Uh, Tim, pick a category between these. Would you like the Bjorn legacy? Bjorn, which is movies that have ABBA songs in them. Oh, fuck, please. Or, please. or would you like Triple Nipple? That's films where someone in the movie has three nipples. Or... <laughs> triple, triple nipple. I have the internet. I've seen it. <laughs> I'm going with triple nipple. Okay, I don't even need to name a third category. Oh, no, tell me the third category. Well, <laughs> just in case. I just have to pick from all the ones we've already heard. Uh, uh, triple nipple so, it is. So let's go triple nipple. Okay. I, I think I know the Bjorn one also. There's multiple movies. Well, there's no, there's no bonus points. They're only points. thinking of one. I think the person that tweeted that is narrow-minded, and they were thinking of one modern movie. Well, there could be ABBA songs on the soundtrack. ABBA in, the movie, in 1979. Several movies. Come on. I'm just saying. 
opinion. So what do you think it is? Dancing Queen Wolf. 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> Nailed it, didn't he? <laughs> no, he didn't. And with that wind-up, I thought you were acting like you knew there was an ABBA musical called Mamma Mia. Um, take 40 from 40-year-old virgin. Add it to 237. What do you get? Get a, another conspiracy. It's M. Mamma Mia. This got so confusing, the cops left. And they were like, fuck it. Fuck it. I can't even follow what they're doing. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's go beat up some non-whites. Oh, all right, all right. I'm sorry, I'm wrong. I'm wrong to say that. <laughs> he pointed out an uncomfortable truth. <laughs> sorry, Tim, that was your choice there. All right, let's do this. Where'd where triple nipple go? There it is. Okay, so, Tim, you get the clues and the, and the number of names. Three stars from Leonard Moulton for this movie where someone has three nipples for, and the year is 1974. Oh, is that the one I'm thinking of? Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> Might not be the one anybody was thinking of. He calls this movie good and gimmicky, and he also says that it has uh, uh, worldwide locales. Three stars, 1974, and there are 11 names listed. How many names do you even get it in? Uh, ele- 11? I need, ele- I need all 11 names. <laughs> Smart opening bid. Matt? Uh, my assumption is that the movie is not Cactus Flower, so I will... Uh, nobody? Oh, okay. So I'm giving it... I'm going to tell... Uh, was that the year Cactus Flower came out? I have out? no idea when the... I wasn't... That was... I want to say I wasn't alive because it makes me feel young and virile, but I was totally alive in 74, but I want Tim to name the movie. I, I also want to hear it. you name... 13 cast members or whatever it was. It's going to be 11 and Tim is going to be our winner if you do that. Oh, really? I don't think I'm going to be your winner. I just I have a sad feeling that I'm going to look really oh, This stupid. is interesting, so may, I might be wrong. Well, the other thing, too, is that no matter what I say, I think I'm going to end up trapped. So I am going to go with Tim Name That Movie. Okay. Are all the nipples on one person? You don't understand how Charlie plays. If you just said ten, no, just three nipples throughout the course of the film, it's open to all movies ever made with more than one actor in them. Wait, 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 wait. I thought it was a person had three nipples. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> well, the only, only movie that wouldn't city? count is the one-man movie Give Him Hell Harry is the only film. Even, so Slu- saying, even Sleuth had four nipples in it. Are you saying I should say that I could name it in ten? I'm just saying that I think Charlie wouldn't give you ten names, and he would bid lower. I, I, think, you're, I think your reason for saying name that movie is, is wrong, but you have to make the decision. <laughs> I can name... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Guess we know uh, what's happening there. Uh, I, will take a, I will do it in ten names. This is going to get uncomfortable, because now he's going to make, make me look like an idiot. <laughs> I don't care what Charlie does. It's his free will. What, what am I supposed to... I have to name the movie? No, you can... You've, oh, you've played this movie. game today. Yeah, you've Matt, been playing it. Name that movie, man. You can, you can bid less names. There? I know. You can bid less names, though. I don't know it. Well, you Just don't say, know. say Is that nine. my poker mouth? All right. Say All right, nine. nine. I mean, nine. Yeah. Cowboy. Nine, cowboy. I think, right, I, think whoever, I think whoever lets somebody name it with a lot of names is giving the point away, is my opinion, but maybe you guys don't know it. 
This is like Mahjong. Like, how much? It's, it, I can't think of any way that it's like Mahjong. Well, I don't know how to play Mahjong. Me either. neither. Yeah. That's other. I said nine. Name it. Name it. Name that movie. Name that yeah, movie. I really fucked up. I really fucked up. I should have made Tim name the movie. Yeah. yeah. But um, when do we get peer to hear pressure. The names? It's just like being back in junior high. Whatever you want, Charlie. All right. I just wanted you to understand. Like, think of a major motion picture. If you heard ten names from the cast of a major motion picture, don't you think that would be easy for you to name it? No. <laughs> At least someone has yeah, confidence Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of do. Now that you say that, I have a timeshare in Key West. You should come with me. This is a great idea. Yeah, Although no, I no. should say, I should say, Pete Holmes didn't know Devil Wears Prada even when I told him Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep are in it. So it is possible. Seventy-four was a good year. Nine, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tim. So you can go down to eight. No, no, or I can't you go can, down to eight. I'm so just, name Char- it. Charlie, name that. Name that movie. All right. All right, nine names. My apologies, Rochelle. I think I just gave away your prize, but... Now, if I don't know it, Tim has to guess, right? No. No. That's not how it works You've been playing this... You've been playing this already. There's been several rounds already. (laughs) Are you... Do you have Benjamin Button disease? Are you... (laughs) Are you growing younger and dumber while we sit here? You can yell at them all you want for growing older while we're getting younger, but it's not going to change anything, is it? (laughs) No. I think we know who the cops were here for. (laughs) Three stars from Leonard for this movie from 1974 that he says has worldwide locales and is good gimmicky fun. And the nine names out of 11 that you get to hear are Desmond Llewellyn, Lois Maxwell, Bernard Lee, Mark Lawrence, Richard Liu, Clifton James... Hervé Villachez, Maud Adams, and Britt Eklund. There's only two names remaining. Any idea, Charlie? Seems only fitting that Tim should win. (laughs) Sorry to undercut you, but... What does that mean? It means I've known you for well over a decade, and I I think the only thing you know is Herve Villachez and that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the pain. That's a great clue, though. It is, except... Is there still a chance I could win? No. No, it's like, no, there isn't. Well, there is if you you name it. If you name it. And it's got someone with three nipples. You could have told... You would have won if you had told me to name it. He's got a very good point. It's not half-baked. Yeah, 1974. (laughs) Gotta carry the two. (laughs) I think I am coming up with... Is it the Ted and Alice movie? (laughs) No. The the threesome? Is Hervé Vilacek the guy that shows up and goes, Vilacek's a party. Vilacek's. Vilacek's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He a, was a he one. not on Fantasy Island? Yes, he it's was. It's not Vilacek. I don't know what that is. I don't know who you're talking yeah. about. Right, Vilacek, right? No. 
Yes. It's the way I keep you saying know, it. Alice Trebek, who runs fucking Jeopardy. I'm going to have to rename my band. Our winner is Tim League, everybody. <laughs> and the remaining names are Christopher Lee and Roger Moore. And the film that all young boys oh. love is called The Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, Are you familiar with that? You've Tim, heard of that? Would you have guessed it, Tim? Uh, with all 11 yeah. oh, names? Yeah, with, you wouldn't have gotten with it? fucking Roger Moore? You wouldn't have gone with ro- no. Rollerball? Well, Britt Eklund was Thunder the, the key. Ball? Britt Eklund, yeah, ridiculous. Britt Eklund. Was that Odd Job in that? Was he Little Odd Job? <laughs> Tiny Jaws. Yeah. Congratulations, hoverboard guy, James Pound. James, come get your hoverboard and, and all of your prizes. And gentlemen, pass me your uh, name tag so I can uh, read the... Uh... Yeah, just come around the stairs there and come get all that stuff. I took it all out of the bag. You're going to you're gonna have to figure out a way to get it all out of here. And, uh, and thank you to the guy who brought the Boba Fett standee. And uh, thank you to the... Uh, staff at the Highball and the Alamo Draft House, Lamar. You got quite a you got a great operation going here, Tim, and I'm really excited to uh, be a small part of it. Thanks to the police. And thank the, uh, you APD. to to Art Austin Acevedo, police. chief of police, good, good personal friend. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but how about for uh, for Tim Lee, who puts who's fucking changed the city? Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! You really are. You're uh, right. Cheers. You're uh, <laughs> Yay. You're your own uh, armadillo world. He- I meant to say armadillo, not armadillo. Armadillo world headquarters. You're a thing. You're, you are Austin. Thank you. Thank you, cowboy. Thank you, sweetheart. Who are you going to box next year? You got to line up a worthy competitor. Tanya Harding. I was thinking about um, I was thinking about bringing Joe Swanberg back, the guy that beat the shit out of Devin Faraji. Yeah. So um, I might. Uh, I don't. Does anybody know where you can get some sort of uh, high quality steroids? Because I've never done steroids. I think if I come back a raging fucking monster and scare the hell out of this guy, it might be a worth worthwhile endeavor. Never done them. I think if you just come back as yourself, it'll be great. Right. I'm excited about it. I was hoping you would fight him that, that very night when that guy wouldn't fight you. But uh, anything to plug, you guys? Uh, Matt Beard, you can hear him on KLBJ, Bob, Dudley and Bob. Yeah, every, uh, every morning at 6 to 10. And then also my, uh, my baby is a, uh, a fantastic stand-up show. If any of you are fans of stand-up comedy, uh, every Tuesday it's called Punch at Cap City Comedy Club. And I, uh, it's not me. The acts I book are just fucking incredible. And I enjoy watching that show every week. So I'd love to have you come out uh, that's the end of that sentence. Love it. Charlie Hodge podcast. Yeah, charliehodgeshow.com. I do a daily podcast, and every Monday, I do a comedy night at the Rattle Inn. Boom. PM. Austin Comedy. Gotta love it. I'll be back for uh, Fun, Fun, Fun Fest, and... And strangely enough, you didn't have anything to do with setting it up. I'm going to be doing stand-up at the Alamo Ritz one night during Fun, Fun, Fun Fest. Like, yeah, I'm psyched about it. I've never done stand-up comedy in front of a movie screen, or maybe I have. Uh, I'll also be doing a Douglas Movies at Cobbs in San Francisco on Halloween. I want everyone to wear uh, costumes that are name tags to that show, please. And uh, December 15th, I'll be at the Improv in Miami. And December 17th, I'll be in Fort Lauderdale at the Improv there. And uh, thanks again to Tim League. Everybody, let's hear it for him. 
look for Miami Connection is going to be playing in places all over all over the place. I don't know about it all but all over the. You're going to put it out there. You're going to yeah. play it at, at draft we, we, houses. We bought the rights. The uh, this is a movie we found on eBay for fifty bucks, and we bought the international rights. So uh, yeah, look for it everywhere. Everywhere, and uh, as always. Uh, whoever picks this toilet seat uh, name tag is a shithead. That's what it says. Me. Whoever picks this is a shithead. So Charlie Hodge is a shithead. And sticking with the theme that, that you mentioned earlier, uh, Brendan Walsh is a shithead. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him call. 